No signal. Welcome to the show. You're listening to the Hope Radio Podcast. I happen to be your humble host. My name is Sean Davis. And joining me, as always, my partner in life, my beautiful wife. Just Jen. Just Jen Davis. Thank you so much for being part of our podcast today. Today, we have something special. We don't have an interview guest. It's just you and me. I know. Can Just you believe us. it? I mean, we talk 24-7, so we have to sit here and talk for an hour. I know. This it will is, be It'll be awesome. It'll be uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Which can go both ways. <laughs> true. <laughs> true Very that. True. true that, right? Very true. So um, I'm not sure what day we are on the whole stay-at-home pandemic California 6, order. 6,026. It feels like that, doesn't mm-hmm. it? It feels a little bit like, uh, I think I've said this before, it feels like uh, every day is like a dog day. <laughs> yeah. Every day feels like seven days. Yep. So it, it, it does feel like that. But, uh, you know, we're persevering. Yeah, we are. I think we're trying to keep a positive attitude and um, try to help others. I think the best yep. way to pull yourself out of funk mm-hmm. is to uh, do something nice, kind, giving. Mm-hmm. to others of course with no expectation of anything yes. in return yes kind of like what we're doing with this podcast it's so good <laughs> so good so uh let me check in with you how are you doing you know? I'm, do- I'm doing really good actually um my life now, has you are changed. a creature of routine yeah so. yeah my life has changed but i've adapted well with the new change and i feel like Honestly, I could live this way forever. Like I've 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 got it down right now. So, so in what ways has your life changed? My life has changed one because we're not flipping houses. We're not working. I'm not well, designing. Well, we're still hey, we're still trying to. We're we're trying, but everything's <laughs> shut down. So yeah. I'm not doing that. I'm not, you know, dealing with the kids' school right now as far as taking them twenty four times up and down the mountain. I'm not worrying about football and everything's been canceled that way. So as far as that kind of stuff, just our daily routine has changed. Yeah. Since I can't do that kind of stuff, I've adapted and figured out other things that I can do. Because you do need routine. I do need routine. I'm very structured. Um, I need to know what I'm doing the next day before I go to sleep. And I mean, down to what I'm wearing for that day. I know it all. Lord knows I know this. Yes. It drives you crazy. I know that. But I'm a planner (laughs) And that's just the way it is. I'm a, I'm a winger. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, I just wing it. I couldn't live that way. <laughs> I It would be chaos. Um, You know, I just, uh, I Are, just take each day, each moment, each hour as it comes. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't stress about stuff like that, I guess. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> but I'm not stressed when I know what I'm doing. I know. It's only when it's just kind of up in the air. Then I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. So it's for me personally, it's better to know what's going on every hour of the day. 
So how do you feel about uh, the interviews and the guests and some of the shows that we've done thus far? Because this is a new venture for mm-hmm. us. We just, you know, I just felt compelled. I felt led to do this. Right. And under the premise that it would go out into the universe and hopefully help people. Mm-hmm. And so I think we, we've we had now five interviews, six interviews, something like that. Six, yeah. Six interviews. So what are your thoughts? I actually think it's been really, really cool to dig deep into each one of these interviews. Um, everyone is so different. They all have different stories. I think, um, you know, their stories of hope have, have been amazing and inspired me personally. So I know that that's, you know, working for everyone else that's listening. But um, I really feel like we're making a difference. I do as well. I feel like we're... Uh Making a dent mm-hmm. in despair. Yes. I think we're making a dent in um, the slippery slope of hopelessness. Right. You know, and so uh, for that, I am really, really grateful. And so uh, along those lines, mm-hmm. staying hope-filled, mm-hmm. staying optimistic, I thought I would share some of the... Um, stories of people really rallying. I think I said to you before that I think that we'll see the best of people through this, and I think that we're going to see uh, some of the worst of people, i.e. hoarding toilet paper. Yeah, what's, and, what's uh, up with that? And then, and then some people just, you heard the story recently, somebody going into a grocery store and coughing on all the food, like... like What? Yeah. I didn't hear that. Like, they had to throw away 30 grand worth of food because somebody felt like they could go into a grocery store and just cough all over everything. Why'd they do that? Like, was it on purpose or were I they- don't know. I have no idea. I don't, I, you, but my point is seeing the best of people Yeah. and then seeing the worst. Did you hear today? Some guy crashed a train. Well, let's just make this clear right now. Jen does not listen or watch the news. My news source is Sean Davis. So I only know and hear and see what you tell me. <laughs> That's partly true. Every <laughs> once in a while, you surprise Unless me. Unless it's on Facebook, right? <laughs> well, every once in a while, you surprise me, and you come tell me some news bit that I'm like, really? You you saw that? You read that? Yeah, I, I do get those, like, actual, uh, on my iPhone, like, like some kind of news thing flashes on my phone. So that's the news I know. <laughs> Whatever so, flashes my way. Amber alerts and things like that. <laughs> Yeah, I do get those. <laughs> the fact that that uh, PG, PG&E is going to turn off yes. our power again for the 85th hundred time. Yes. Well, um, there was a story this morning about somebody crashing a train trying to bring attention to. So there's this ship. I think it's the USS Mercy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's in L.A. or San Diego somewhere. Okay. And so this guy decided that he was going to try to hit it with a train because he thinks there's some sort of big conspiracy like it's not really a ship of mercy it's like the government coming what? after us somehow some way i don't know but uh crazy stuff but anyway let's let's get outside of that let's talk about some positivity let's talk about people coming together yeah so um i've got some stories that i want to share profiles i think really kind of cool stuff like for example here's one italians mm-hmm. right i'm They've italian qu- i know you are <laughs> they've been quarantined but they've been singing and dancing together from their balconies. You know, one, one of the songs, come on, guys, everything's going to be all right. It's almost yeah. like like this collective mantra. And you, can you imagine being in some community and that like everyone's kind of out on their balconies? They're, mm-hmm. they're doing their whole social distancing thing, yet they're singing. 
Yeah. To lift people's hopes. Such a simple thing for them to do, but yet it's such a big impact for the rest of the world and everyone out there on their balconies, you know? Yeah, I think, um, you know, necessity breeds Mm -hmm. ingenuity. And Mm -hmm. I think that people will respond in different ways. But to just, you know, kind of come together and do something like music for me is like uplifting. Yes. So... Like right now, it depends I'm, on what kind of music you're listening to. Yes, I just <laughs> we just finished the Ozark episode. Yeah, it's spoiler alert here. No, so, you cannot do that. No, I am going to do it. No, you cannot do well, that. Well, I he's there's a Don't. person. Let's there talk is about a, rainbows and sunshine and no, unicorns. No, no, no. There's a person. He's no. Don't he's do being it. held, and then there's this. Oh my gosh! Rah, 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 you know, like crazy music that. You can't never spoil a show like that. I didn't spoil nothing. I'm going to tell you everything about The Next Bachelor. No. Well, that's what I'm saying. You can't do that. Zipit.com. I didn't spoil anything. Well, don't do that. All right. So, um, yeah, music is very uplifting. Mm -hmm. Yes. It can can make you really, 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 really happy. The music I listen to is uplifting. Yes, it is. Christian, gospel, country. Country. God's country. I love that Blake Shelton yeah. song. Anyway, so uh, here's another story. Two young New York City residents. Okay, this is people come together. They're young people mm-hmm. in New York. Mm-hmm. Created a network of over 1,300 volunteers in just 72 hours in order to deliver food and medicine to elderly people in New York and New Jersey. I love that. They I, just, they created a network and, and people would sign up. So, um, to deliver food. Yeah. This Liam Elkind. Okay. Uh, a junior at Yale and Simone. Oh, Yale. Yes. You're going to I Yale. go to Yale. You do. <laughs> you are participating in Yale matriculation. Yes. Have you heard that word before? No, I haven't, but I don't think I need to use it. <laughs> I have not needed to use that you, word. You are currently matriculating. Okay. Okay, so, okay. but uh, an actor and a producer created a, a network called Invisible Hands, where they recruit members of the community who are least at risk for contracting COVID, and enlist them to provide services to the elderly and others who are more at risk than them. Okay. In order to request a delivery, you simply go to their website, fill out a form, details of your request, and a volunteer will call to confirm what you need. I love that. I don't think people realize that these older people you know, it's harder for them to get out into the community mainly because they can get sick quicker, right? Yes. So I don't think it's, uh, people are realizing that it's really important that people help them. Well, so there was another story I saw and I don't remember where I read it, but it it brought me to tears. Mm -hmm. And someone was sharing how um, they were going to the grocery store it was a woman. She was going to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, she heard somebody yelling from a car. And so she looks over at this car and sees this elderly woman sitting in the passenger seat. She can see an elderly man sitting in the driver's seat. And so the, the elderly woman motions her to come over. She waves at her to come over. The woman goes over to the car And this elderly woman rolls down the window, you know, just a few inches and proceeds to tell her that for the last 45 minutes, she's been sitting in the parking lot, scared to death to go into the grocery store. Yet her and her husband need groceries, but because they're elderly and they're at risk and stuff, they're just petrified to go in. And she had been waiting for 45 minutes for the right person to come by 
that she could grab their attention, and she had a grocery list and a hundred dollars, and she gave that woman the grocery list and the hundred dollars and asked her if she could please help her out by going in and getting the groceries that she needed. Yeah, see, I don't think people think outside of them enough because it's something simple like that. Like, we're not realizing, like, we're not elderly, so that's not our need, but there are the elderly out there that are, you know, by themselves or whatever that actually, that is huge for them to have somebody help them out like that. It made me want to look around a lot more when Mm -hmm. I go to the grocery store Mm -hmm. to see if there's somebody that's there. Well, same goes for the drive up, um fast food restaurants. So I guess you, they're all closed, correct? You can't, well, you can't walk I think in. That, yeah, I have not tried but to go to fast food. But you can go through the drive-through. Drive-throughs but are open, stores I think closed. If you're a trucker, you can't, you can't walk up to the drive-through. You have to drive through. If you're like a big semi-trucker, you can't make it through the drive-through, correct? Yes. So I was uh, reading something somewhere that you know, to ask if you see a trucker, ask if they're hungry, if they want food so you can drive through and get them food. So it's like little things like that, that we would have never thought of two, three weeks ago that we're having to actually think about now. Yeah. I think it's a, um, it's, it's a new world. I guess the point of it is, is just be aware. Yeah. You know, just look around and be aware. And there's things that based on the way you live your life, Mm -hmm. you're not expecting to encounter this challenge, but you don't realize that other people live life so differently right. and the challenges may be much greater for them. I just think that, you know, like, sure, you should worry about your needs. Like we all need to worry about our own personal needs for our family, but now you have the time to think about others as well. Yes, you have think, the time. And if you want to have mm-hmm. an uplift, if yeah. you want to have hope, if you want to forget about what you're dealing with, right. Go help somebody else Yeah, with a less than situation, mm-hmm. right? Fastest way for you to like, Get outside your own oh, head. Yeah. So here's another story. People in Spain, Ireland, Portugal, and France have coordinated, get this, times to applaud healthcare workers who are saving lines, lives on the front lines. So in Spain, cheers and applause have been heard around 10 p.m. throughout multiple cities, including Madrid, Barcelona, and, and Valencia. In turn, Spanish healthcare workers responded with a heartwarming video thanking the public for their respect and for staying inside. How wow. cool is that? That's actually really cool. A ring. Can you imagine mm-hmm. a city being quiet and then all of a sudden you hear this <laughs> ring of applause and it's for healthcare workers? Right. You know, I think about all the people right now, like this, this is a war, right? Yeah. There are people that are on the front lines. Yes, there are. And those front line people are grocery store workers. Yep. Gas station attendants, people in hospitals, Mm -hmm. the front lines, Mm -hmm. medical care workers right now with what they're dealing with, they're truly front lines. Right. And so, you know, I just think it's important that we all kind of recognize the courage that it takes to be. Now, those people all, it's just their job. But you know, it's more than that. When you are going to work, putting yourself at risk, Mm -hmm. and then as a byproduct of that, you have a family you know, yeah. that's, that's tough. That's truly the front yeah, lines like of what's going on right now. We actually heard from one of our friends yesterday, basically, she was saying the same thing. Like if I'm here working every single day, please stay home because I don't want to go home and infect my family, you know, for trying to take care of the world kind of thing. And that, 
Yeah, that really hit home. Yeah, I I agree. Um, It just, it helps you to frame things appropriately Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, frame your own either selfishness or feelings of, of, um, you know, just uh, insecurity or, or lament or... Well, she, she was frustrated because people kept, you know, would text her messages and basically think it was like a conspiracy theory. And she's like, this is real. You, you know, know, here I, I am with my mask on. This is real. I'm in it. I'm seeing it every day. Like, go home. You stay know, home. You, speaking of that, I, I had an encounter. We, we got a uh, annoying message from our postal person who does not ever exert any energy to come to our house. So basically we have a postal person (laughs) that frustrates us because anytime there's a package that could be delivered to the house, this person just nope punts like (laughs) sorry i missed you yeah gives we're like we're in quarantine you did not miss us (laughs) how can you miss us when we're in quarantine like how does that work all right like you can't use that excuse anymore so anyway long story short she's we agree she's lazy and so she will not deliver some so we get the little you know orange tab saying that we've got a package that we got to go get and so now that seems like a high risk situation i'm gonna go into the post office now right oh gosh so we drive up to uh our small rinky dink post office the good news is that like if the volume of people in a normal post office is uh you know 200 a day i would think that this one's maybe got 20 but anyway i open up the door and there's a there's a guy waiting outside of the main glassed office yeah right now the first thing i notice is new plastic up in front of the postal worker right like it's like (laughs) sheets of like when you're walking into a freezer yeah (laughs) you know like a walk-in freezer where you you know the plastic you go so you got that stuff up there and so this guy's waiting outside there's already somebody being attended by the postal worker Mm -hmm. and this guy goes uh don't have a mask on huh and (laughs) i'm like said it yeah well you know (laughs) That was mailman voice? No, this isn't the mailman. This is a guy waiting to talk to the mailman. Oh, okay. All right, so he's all, don't have a mask on, huh? I'm like, uh, no, not today. Oh, not not scared? You know, and I'm like, well, you know, social distancing, six feet away. You know, and I was six feet away from this guy. Mm-hmm. He's all, I think it's a bunch of hogwash. <laughs> he didn't say hogwash. He but was a mountain man. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's what we call the mountain man. And I looked at him, and I'm like, he's all, why aren't you seeing stories of people at hospitals? And why aren't you? And I'm, and I'm like, literally, <laughs> I'm like aghast, right? Because, like, all you got to do is go on YouTube. All you got to do is go on any social media, whatever, yeah. and do a search, and you're going to get as many you videos. You don't even have you. to search. And I'm like, I, it's all over the internet. And he's yeah. all, oh, really? And I said, uh, yeah, Elmhurst Hospital in New York, you know, like, they've got a freaking cold storage truck outside to house the bodies you know like i mean there's people around the block i mean they're getting inundated well i i still think it's a i think it's a conspiracy and i and i'm sitting here going whoa yeah that there's people out there that yeah that that i like how can you at this point like like so let me take that logic just for a second and go okay let me see if i understand what you're saying the whole world all the leaders who normally don't agree on anything, they all collectively get together and go, you know what? We're going to punk everyone <laughs> and we're going to create. Where's Ashton Kutcher? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, is Ashton going to jump out and go, hey. You've you, been punked. You've been punked, you know. <laughs> like, like, how does that logic 
Like, let, let's go down that logic. Like, like so everyone collectively got together and everyone decided that we're going to do $2 trillion worth of stimulus for nothing and mm-hmm. we're going to do, you know, 10 million jobless claims for nothing and it's just all some ruse. For what purpose? To get us all to stay home with our guns? You know, like, that <laughs> makes sense? You know, I don't know. It was, it was, it was a... It was a weird conversation, but I'm sure other people have come into contact with people that are like that. Yeah, it's very bizarre. It's disheartening because it's people like that that are going to make this last longer because they're out there doing their stuff Mm -hmm. like normal and having no regard for the fact of the severity of really what's going on. I did see yesterday that we actually have our very first case of the corona crazy virus in our town. In what town? Forest Hill. Shut your mouth. In the forest. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I mean, it is and it isn't, but um, yeah. Well, we knew it would happen. So so here's another story, though. Volunteers in Iran. Hopefully it's hopeful. It is. Okay. Uh, volunteers in Iran have turned shuttered mosques into makeshift spaces to sew face masks and prepare food packages for those in need. Mm-hmm. People coming together to use space that's available right now to do something proactive. Yeah. Speaking of those face masks, if you or anyone you know can sew us some face masks, we would really, really appreciate it. I have uh, a girlfriend that works in labor and delivery at one of our hospitals, and she says they are in dire need of these masks. So if that's you, if you sew, I'm talking to you. Um Reach out to us and let us know if you could help us out in any way. Yeah, of course, absolutely. I I am willing to pay for the supplies myself, and we would love to uh, get those over to the hospitals. Whatever way we can mm-hmm. help and or participate, then I think that's yeah. that's awesome. I don't know how to sew, but I do know how to use a hot glue gun. You know what you do know how to do too? Mm-hmm. Talk. Yes. You're a good talker. <laughs> I'm actually very shy. All right. So U.S. customers, uh, here's another story, have been paying it forward by leaving thousands of dollars worth of tips to help a restaurant staff during closures. Oh, Isn't that awesome? That is really, really awesome. It makes me remember that we didn't do something that we were going to do this morning. What did we not do? That business that you saw on Facebook that needed help. Oh, we forgot to go to Bagel Junction. We got to go when yes. we get done with this. Yes. So why don't you share a little bit about that? Because that, you know, like talking about businesses that need in a way you can participate. Yeah, just a, it's a local business here in, it's actually in the Auburn area called Bagel Junction. And I ran across uh, something on Facebook saying that it's just like this cute little family and I remember taking Matt in there, and he'd get a bagel before soccer every single day, basically. But, um, yeah, they, uh, they're they struggling, you know, like so many of us are struggling right now, like so many businesses. But it, it was just like a business that I'm like, oh, they were such a nice, cute family. And they it's still a, hus- are. a husband and wife with their little boys. and Their kids were always in there. Yeah. They make bagels every day. They get up at, like, zero dark. 30. But they're losing employees, and so I we they're down to just their family. Yeah, we basically were like, we need to go support them. Yes. So yeah, we forgot to do that, but I'm sure they're open all day. Yes. So we can totally go do that. So here's a tip: hmm. if you've got an opportunity, especially a less frequented business, you know, yeah. like fast food chains and their drive-throughs, like they're 
they're gonna they're gonna be fine. But we all know mom and pop shops, mom and pop, small mm-hmm. businesses, family owned businesses. If there's some way mm-hmm. that you can still support them, yes, while staying protected mm-hmm. and safe, mm-hmm. then um, I can't help but think that you'll feel more uplifted. Right. By doing so. I, I truly believe that these mom and pop shops are what make a town a town. You know what I mean? Like, of course, there's the Starbucks and the big old McDonald's or whatever you have in your area. But it's these little cute little holes in the walls that are so special and make our town special. So And, and the travesty would be losing mm-hmm. these types of businesses yes. in mass. Yeah. So definitely make sure you're getting out and supporting them any way you can. Um because I'm sure it means a lot to them as much as it will impact you as well. You know, we're going we're to stop by there. And I'm also going to tell them about the whole uh, uh, federal loan program that came through, like $10,000 for small businesses and things mm-hmm. like that. Maybe maybe they're aware. Maybe they're not aware. Yeah. But, you know. Well, former financial advisor planner of the world, you can do that. Yes, I can. That's yeah. one way I can pay it forward. Yes, you can. All right, so here's a cool story. Museums, operas, observatories, and libraries around the world are offering free services to those who are homebound. So to keep us entertained and inspired while staying at home, art museums, including the Louvre, mm-hmm. Smithsonian, Guggenheim, they're all offering free virtual tours of their sprawling cultural collections. Additionally, entertainment organizations such as the New York City Metropolitan Opera are offering free nightly streams of performances. Oh, wow. How many people knew this? In Australia, the Sydney Observatory offered a free virtual tour of the night sky, and the D.C. Public Library just launched a virtual book club to inspire people to read and engage with one another during the outbreak. Wow. I think that's cool. Like, can you imagine, like, being able to tour a museum mm-hmm. virtually when you have not been able to do that? Because they really want you to come in and spend the money and, you know, have the little audio tour. But right now we're all home. But how how cool is that? that they're still getting the word out that you're yeah. able to do that. Like, with your kids, it would be cool to for you, for all of us that are homeschoolers. Right. You know, to... Which I just heard a couple of days ago that we are now homeschooling through the end of the school year. Yes. And, well, I don't know how many people are going to end up in that situation, but I would imagine most. Right. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Um, I'm totally cool with it. Our, we are fortunate enough because our kids like school. So Yes. This from the woman that went into them yesterday <laughs> and said that Trump... So to remind you all, yesterday, for purposes of this conversation, was April 1st. So she goes into our kids' rooms, our two kids at home, who both are, one's 15, one's 13. And she said, so, I just have to tell you guys that uh, Trump has signed an order that um, effectively nullifies the rest of your school year. And um, basically, you guys are going to have to take for Braden, sophomore year of high school again. And for Madden, you, you're going to have to take the eighth grade year again. And she <laughs> rolled it out straight face like you couldn't believe. And, um, you know, I think my 15-year-old took it a little better than my 13-year-old who started to, to tear up. And, I, you know, he's so looking forward to high school and getting out of his school and <laughs> football and all this other stuff. And he's got tears. And she lets him, like, tears streaming down. His, really? I don't I'm like, I, I told him the positives of the situation. Which were? Which were, we can focus more on your grades this time since you have to redo the eighth grade. 
we can really, you'll, you'll kind of know and have a heads up of what's going on. So we can get straight A's like, this is a good thing, Madden. And his defiant answer was, I'm going to get F's. I'm not going to study anything. (laughs) He's like, well, then I guess I don't have to do this homeschooling. I'm like, no, that's also a bonus. We're just done now. This is great. Just think of the positives in every situation. He was not happy. He was not happy. Thank goodness you let him off the hook without it being like a half day thing. Because he would have been moping. Like we would have had to pick him up off the floor wherever he went. His tears were flowing. (laughs) He's like, he was not having that. Did you feel good? I, I just thought it was funny. It was April Fool's. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, I think it's funny watching our kids tear up and cry, <laughs> tears streaming down their face. Hey, I never pull pranks on anybody. I know you don't. That's what made it so good. Yeah. Because they so, weren't expecting it. No, they believe me. So the uh, here's another story I thought was awesome. The Shed Aquarium in Chicago. This is, everyone should go look at this. The mm-hmm. Shed, S-H-E-D-D, Aquarium in Chicago shared a heartwarming video of penguins running around to look at the exhibits after it closed down to the public. So you see this video and the penguins are in all (laughs) in the aquarium. Now there was a subsequent video that showed this white beluga whale like totally transfixed looking at this penguin through the glass walking. Oh my. <laughs> he's like, he's like for his whole reality, the reality of the situation just went out. Like how, wait, like, you know. So was, there's definitely things on TV and in the news that you can focus on that uplift and inspire you like these kind oh, of it stories. Made me, it made me smile. Yeah. Like, it made me laugh. Yeah. It made, it, it just, it, it, it was warming to the heart. Yes. Like if you want a funny special video share that the shed aquarium in chicago you know it's an it's an awesome uh video i thought that was really really yeah, cool how cute i haven't seen that now i felt like this was a movement that started here in, in california but it i think it's come across the rest of the of the nation but mm-hmm. major grocery stores around the world have created specific shopping times to lower the risk for the elderly and those most susceptible to the disease. So they have special shopping hours. Yes. Like this is businesses coming together. Yes. They can't run as fast as us. You I know. know. Nobody wants to get that last thing of toilet paper. I know. You don't want to die trying to get your last thing of toilet yeah. paper. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that'd be sad. That's horrible. It would be. Dude. I did hear that last night that Sam's in Roseville is fully stocked with toilet paper and paper towels. That was a, as of like, Eight o'clock last night. Really? Yes. So, well, you know, today it's probably not true. We're not Sam's Club members, but yeah. Well, um, we're Costco, Team Costco. And thankfully, we're not running low. We did not get that memo. We did not stock no, up on we toilet did paper. Not. We, we just by not. chance had gone, I think, the week before, like everyone mm-hmm. started stocking up on toilet mm-hmm. paper to Costco. But, like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I just, it, it baffles me. I, I, that's not the thing I'm going to hoard. I'm just saying that. Well, I mean, you can see the problem if you run out of it. We live in nature. What? <laughs> we live in nature. Pine, pine, we, pine we, needles don't feel good, Jennifer. Yeah, but you and I are trail runners. I mean, we got this. You and I, we got this, Sean. Since when have we got that? <laughs> we. Would, I don't think that has ever did occurred. I not, did I not say we adapt or I adapt? <laughs> Oh, we, wow. We will adapt to this. Stay tuned for this, because if you ever have a, a an episode of adapting, I'm <laughs> I'm going to be scarred okay. for life. <laughs> All right, so um, here's a good one. This will be right up your alley. A fitness instructor in Spain offered some free classes from his rooftop. So he lives on this, 
he lives in one of these taller buildings, but are surrounding him are bigger, taller buildings. Uh-huh. And so he decided to do uh, exercise classes. Oh my gosh. How From awesome. the rooftop with people participating up. and helping. That is really cool. I love you, that. You could get on our roof. There's nobody around. Who's going to come to my class? I would. Okay. Can we? <laughs> hey, uh, you know, I, I'm a, I'm experienced with fitness classes. Just saying. Yes. Ex-instructor here. Okay, so why don't you talk about that just for a second? Like how, how we do, we're just talking about this morning about mm-hmm. routine. Routine. And about getting your fitness done. Now, so you have been the orchestrator and the facilitator i'm trying to use big words here i know i I don't even understand anymore a a yearly streak a walk run jog at least one mile a day streak yes now while we're in quarantine Mm -hmm. we can all go for a walk assuming you say at least six feet away from whoever you might encounter but this would be a perfect time for people to start something like that. I agree. I think everyone should be doing something physical every single day. I mean, you have the time now. You're not in your cars driving. You're not going to work. So I actually think it's a perfect time for you to be getting out and Maybe doing, doing a mile a day. Yeah. Like, Maybe set that as the goal. A mile a day. Something simple. I'm not asking you to run a half marathon a day. Walk a mile a day. Outside, yeah. How uplifting would that be right now? Go See, I think smell some the pe- fresh air. I think some people are actually worried about being outside. I went outside today and we heard a woodpecker. I know, and it was awesome. It was really cool. I wanted to sit out there all day and listen to the darn woodpecker. It felt like one of those. Moments- when do we ever have time to sit and listen to a woodpecker? This is great. How much wood could a woodpecker chuck? No, that's not that's how the wrong it goes. <laughs> you don't know how to do it. How do How do I do it? How much wood? Does a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Oh, I had it totally wrong. Yeah, it's not a woodpecker. Oh, thank you for sharing. It's a woodchuck. All right. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is a woodchuck? I don't even know after I said that. <laughs> I started Like what think- does a woodchuck look like? I don't know. Google it. I should. All right. So uh, <laughs> get, getting on. This is right up your alley. Okay. So you're a total foodie. Oh, yeah. And so Massimo, mm-hmm. not, not the in trouble Massimo, uh, not the, yeah, yeah, not, not the guy that got his kid into college. Not Aunt Becky's husband. Yeah. Massimo Batoro, mm-hmm. Batura. Oh, he's a chef. I know yeah. him. He's a Michelin star chef. Yes, I do know him. Has created a kitchen quarantine series on Instagram, teaching basic recipes to food lovers who are stuck at home. Uh, You follow him on Instagram and every day he's teaching you a food recipe. Okay. I love food. I don't want to cook it, but I want a chef to come cook it and I'll eat it. That's a problem during a pandemic. I know. So I would watch a show, but you know. What? I don't want to cook. I just want, I just want the food. You just want the food, but you don't want to go through the process of cooking. I mean, I will. What would you say to somebody that wants to lose weight but doesn't want to work out? (laughs) Don't be like me. (laughs) (laughs) I say that a lot. Don't be like me. Don't be like Jen. Oh, so here's here's one. Okay. Two professional sports athletes. This is a great story. Okay. Kevin Love Mm -hmm. and Zion Williamson. It's a cool name. Yeah. Kevin Love and Zion. I I just think those are cool names. They've donated uh, over 
I want to say each has donated over a hundred grand mm-hmm. to help the stadium employees that now are no longer able to do their to work, work yeah. their job, the, you know, the vendors basically. Yeah. It's, it's incredible to me, all the people that are coming together to help others. Like there are a lot of good people in this world, like whether you think it or not or see it or experience it, there really are some great people out there trying to help. I I really am inspired by the attitude of of really kind of coming mm-hmm. together with others, mm-hmm. you know, from from every from our guests. Yeah. You know. Uh Sean Eiferman, you know, talking yeah. with him about coming together to to do a concert for other musicians. Mm-hmm. You know, how cool is that? He was fun. He was episode number 6. Yeah. So Edwin Ebediri, mm-hmm. you know, him just spreading happiness and trying to help people, you know, his 10 steps to happy. Yes, which I'm going to post. 10 ways to happy. You're going to post that? Yeah, I'm going to post it. I think I'll post it too on Hope Radio Podcast. By the way, if you want to connect with us either on Facebook and or Instagram, you can do so by going to the Hope Radio Podcast um, just search Hope Radio Podcast, and we should uh, come up. You'll see some profiles of some of the guests we've already um, interviewed, and you'll see some of the things that we get a chance to post as part of the show. But uh, here, I want to share a story with you. This is from, um, I found this, mm-hmm. Tina from St. John in Washington. She said, uh, I decided to order takeout to do my little part to help support local restaurants, just like we were talking yeah. about that restaurant here. Mm-hmm. I ordered through DoorDash. Unfortunately, no driver ever showed up to the restaurant to make the delivery, which is understandable, I guess, to some degree. I called the restaurant and offered to pay for the food and have the owner take the food for his own family. I explained that I didn't need the food, but had ordered it just to support his restaurant. He was having none of that. He insisted on bringing the food to me himself after the restaurant closed, and he did just that and more. When I looked through my order, there was something extra. It was a sticky rice with sliced mango around it like a flower. There was a note... Mm -hmm in marker scrawled on top of the box that said, thank you so much for your support. Smiley face. Aww. Isn't that awesome? That's very sweet. Someone like trying that. to do something for someone else mm-hmm. and then them doubling down and doing something for them. Well, I think we had that uh, happen to us yesterday when uh, our church actually called out to pray for us. Yes. And um, they we called We got a me. random call. Yeah. yeah. Called you. Mm-hmm. And then, um, of course, I had it on speakerphone because... It was, you know, directed to the both of us. And then you jumped on the call and And tell us what happened. Well, you know, he was doing an outreach. He was a volunteer doing outreach, calling everybody that had attended the church Mm -hmm. to check in on them, see how they're doing. And I thanked him for checking in on us. And then I checked in on him and asked him how he was doing. And he said, well, I'm just. Yeah, I'm doing okay, you know, doing this, doing that, and calling people for prayer. And I said, how about I pray for you? Yeah. And then, um, you know, we just decided we, we led him in prayer and prayed for him in the mm-hmm. ministry in Bayside. And, mm-hmm. and I think he, his exact words were, man, that sure made up for the call I had four calls ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like who, who's going to upset some guy calling from a church to, to check in on you? Like, yeah. I don't what kind know. of a reaction I thought that was strange that he had said that. I'm like, what possibly could have somebody have said that was... Maybe somebody's blaming God for their circumstance right oh, now. Yeah. Maybe they're upset. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, here, here's but yeah, a good... So that actually was really cool that you did that because he was calling to pray for us and then you were like, 
let me pray for you. And so he never prayed for us. We just reached out and we were praying for him. So I was like, oh, he probably like will remember that phone call. I hope I made his day. You did. Well, I hope I did. Stephanie Lux from New York. Here's a story. Now, this one might get your mama bone a little bit. These are supposed to be stories of hope. They are. Okay. A teenage boy in our church has been struggling with a brain tumor. He cannot have visitors, obviously. The members of our church and his friends in the community decided to show him love and support last night by doing a drive-by. Hundreds of cars drove slowly past his house in the dark, tooting their horns. How encouraging that we can still find creative ways to reach out to each other. So he knew how many people were supporting him. He knew... Cars driving by, little honks. You know, you That's can imagine. That's actually really cool and actually a positive thing to think about because in the real world, two, three weeks ago, that wouldn't have happened and maybe he wouldn't have felt that special. Yeah. But because of this thing we're in right now, for all those people to support him and him know it, how cool. That yeah, is great. I agree. That's a great point. Like yeah. it probably would not have been as impacting. Right. He'll if it never had not forget been a- that. Nor will his parents. No. All right, so here's another one. Maureen McCarthy out of Connecticut. Uh, My friend Heather texted me to check in. She manages a local Starbucks and asked if we could use some coffee. As parents of two young girls, two and four, trying to work from home for the first time, of course we needed coffee. She asked about our preferences and promised to drop off a pound of freshly ground coffee that afternoon. When I opened the door to her package, I found not just coffee— but a self-isolation survival kit complete with activities for the kids, a mini daffodil plant, a bottle of wine, scratch-off lottery tickets, and other treats. I was so grateful. (laughs) I teared up. It felt like a big, warm hug to know that someone had thought about our whole family and was taking care of us. You can do things that feel like, I want to do things that feel like a big, warm hug Mm -hmm. to others. A big, warm hug, like from Olaf. From Olaf? Yeah. There you go, citing the Disney movies again. (laughs) I like hugs. Um, This is a story from Amy Boyle McCarthy from Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. She says, my husband is a Vietnam veteran. He belongs to a group that meets for breakfast every Thursday morning at a local restaurant. Since we've been asked to stay home and all restaurants and bars are closed except for takeout, the Vietnam veterans organization that he belongs to has devised a way for the men and women who usually attend the breakfast to donate tips that will be sent to the waitresses that take care of them on Thursday mornings. These men and women who served our country are continuing to serve their community. So for these people that are out, I mean, they're still Mm -hmm. donating tips, even though they're not having breakfast. They know that those people need that money. That is awesome. That is really cool. It's just little things like that. The littlest things. It doesn't have to be big things. Yeah, I feel like we all can do our part and do something little, you know, to make a difference in someone else's life. Yes. And this is just, you know. Like like it can be as small mm-hmm. as the next it, story. It makes the world a better place. It really does. I'm going to share you. I'm going to share a story about toilet paper. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing about toilet paper, but go for it. This is from Midge Franco. What a name, Midge. Midge. I like it. Yeah. Midge Franco. Midge. She seems like she should be like a... Uh, like a uh, villain in like a gangster movie. Or Midge. Disney movie. Midge. Midge. Yeah, there you go. So well, while having some routine blood work last week, my 96-year-old father-in-law mentioned to the nurse that he and his wife had only one roll of toilet paper left at home and could not find any in his super in his neighborhood supermarket. 
He asked her if she knew of a place he might be able to go find some. She said she did not. That evening, just as he and his wife were finishing up dinner, there was a knock on the door. It was the same nurse with a large package of toilet paper. She and her friend searched at least 10 stores until they found what they needed. He would not take a penny. She would not take a penny for their troubles. How wonderful some folks are. Mm -hmm. So to just go out there and find something for somebody that was in need. 10 stores. Yeah. What does it come to when you got to go to 10 stores to find toilet paper? Right. We actually have some great friends that are currently doing that. Really? Yeah. Doing what? Going out and getting stuff for people who can't find oh, it. Oh, I thought you said you were going to say going out and getting toilet paper. No, for people. I mean, our one of our really good friends, Sam. If you tell her you need something, she's going to travel to twenty five stores and find it for you. Yes, she is such a blessing, and so she often checks in with us. And what can I get you? What do you guys need? I'm gonna go find it. <laughs> so <laughs> what can I get we, you? What do you guys need? Yep, we are grateful for her. That's for sure. Well, I think we uh, we just wanted to share mm-hmm. some uplifting stories uh, with you as we're all in this together. Right. We're trying to make it through it together. We're in it together. We're dealing with it together. And uh, certainly Jen and I go through our days of positive and discouraged. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, we're usually not both discouraged at the same time. No. You know, usually it's like a flip-flop. Yeah. <laughs> We've got one lifting us up and the other one might be having a bad day and you know yeah it just kind of switch and flows Mm -hmm. to some degree but uh we want to hopefully bring a little ray of sunshine light yes uplift positivity encouragement Mm -hmm. to you and so some of these share stories hopefully um may have sparked something in you, Mm -hmm. some way that you can be helpful, um, maybe some way that you can give back. Um, We would love it if you have a story to share. It doesn't have to be like a major mountaintop, I survived being (laughs) eaten by a lion and (laughs) kind of story. Sasquatch. Sasquatch attacked me. That's more believable. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So it doesn't have to be one of those kind of stories. Okay. But anything. You know, we're looking for... Well, we gave you some examples of the stories that we love hearing. Yeah. So, you know, how how have you impacted the world? How have you, you know, spread hope and... Spread love and joy and compassion and friendship and Mm -hmm. giving and support, etc. We would love to hear some of those stories. And so if you want to connect with us, once again, you can do so on Mm -hmm. Facebook at Hope Radio Podcast. You can do so also on Instagram at Hope Radio Podcast. We're Mm -hmm. looking for people to uh, interview. We're looking for people to have a chat with. um, And we're looking for stories and profiles of, you know, perseverance and hope and encouragement and et cetera. And so um, if you know of anybody, please DM us, uh, reach out to us, and uh, let us know. We'd love to have that uh, person or persons on the podcast. Hold up. DM means direct message. Yes. Because so many people have asked me what DM means. What? Yeah. Really? Direct message, which direct message means just send us a little quick note on one of our social medias and on Facebook, we'll on Instagram. It. Either Sean and I will read it and one of us will get back to you ASAP, which means as soon as possible. <laughs> Just FYI, which means for your information. You are funny girl. Yes. You are being funny. You finally told me I'm funny. Yes. Sometimes (laughs) you are. 
Oh, I'm funny all the time. Really? <laughs> yes. I Colby make my, would say so. I make myself laugh every single day, which is probably why I'm so happy. You, this is true. You are mm-hmm. a happiness beacon. <laughs> you shine bright. People like around you can can see you coming. <laughs> all right. So what are we? We're going to talk about tomorrow. I think we're we're going to talk about tomorrow is some steps for those of you that are feeling anxious, um, overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. etc. We're going to talk about our 10 steps to happy. Yes. And we're going to talk about things that you can do Mm -hmm. to help change your focus and your mindset to be a little bit more not unhappy. Yeah. Some things that we personally have put into effect in our lives. Yeah, so look forward to that. I'm excited about that. I am too. Hope Radio Podcast, out.